Hi everyone, this is John. I am one half of the Silk Versus team with my wife Munna and it is the 17th of October 2023. After some discussion, we decided it would be responsible to begin with an audio content warning, which we don't normally do. That may seem a little strange because this episode is by no means the most intense or explicit we've produced. However, although the episode was written and recorded a very long time ago now, in the spring and summer of 2023, the storyline does very unavoidably centre around military airstrikes as experienced by civilians on the ground, which I expect is a topic that for many of us hits all too close to home right now. In our show, the nature of those airstrikes is heightened, fantastical and absurd. The events follow on organically from what you've already heard in the season. And in short, we don't believe there's any way of misinterpreting what you're about to hear as a deliberate attempt to sensationalise, trivialise or exploit the atrocities of the past two weeks conducted upon innocent people in both Palestine and Israel, nor specifically upon the devastating and horrific air bombardments now being inflicted upon Palestinian civilians. However, we know that some of our audience members may very understandably want to avoid this kind of storyline altogether right now, and our duty of care to you is the most important thing, so we wanted to give you that additional warning in advance. Of course, you're our community, so if you listen to the episode and you have any further questions or concerns for us, if there's anything you want to raise with us, please, please do, and we'll do our very best to answer. Anyway, that's enough out of me. Uh, Wishing love, safety and happiness to every one of you, and as ever, thank you so, so much for listening. Wait, wait, I've changed my mind, I've changed my mind. Don't put me in there, please don't put me in there. I can help, there are other ways I can help. I want to serve my country, okay? I want to make a difference, that's why I volunteered. But this, this is just a waste, isn't it? It's a waste of potential, because you don't know me, you don't know what I can do. And I've got talent. My old teachers said I've got talent. My boss said I was a hard worker. You can ask any of them, you can see my grades. I'm, I'm good at, I'm good at sums. I'm good at trigonometry. I can keep inventory for you. I can crack codes, maybe. Fetch a general. Fetch any general. I can talk to them. I can send them my resume. I have a science degree. I'm not like the others. I'm useful. I'm useful. You're not a bad person. You're not a bad person. You don't need to do this. Hey! Consolidated Linga Straits National Guard, and I'm here to personally welcome you to the interior of a Class 9 TI-4B round to air sainted missile. You're about to become something special in service to the CLS, and I just wanted to let you know that everyone across this country is so, so proud of you. Whether you are conscripted or volunteer, that doesn't matter. Hell, even if you oppose this war, remember, your airstrike could be the one that ends it. Please sit tight and try to relax. Now, you'll experience about 10 to 15 seconds of darkness and noise before the howling process begins. But take heart and dream of clear blue skies above. I'll be with you all the way. Wait. What does that mean?
Saint is secured and branded. T minus twenty. All personnel, please evacuate the launch deck. These are the Silversis. Repeat. Michelle Kelly, Maeve de Brune, Allison Campbell, Jimmy Yamaguchi, please evacuate the launch deck. T minus ten. Lawrence Owen, Lucille Valentine, Ishani Kanekar, please evacuate the launch deck and make yourselves known to control. All personnel are clear. Three, two, one. Morning. Keep at it. Dig deep enough. Maybe you'll find soil that can bear a seed instead of a saint. Ah, here's hoping. I'll see you in the canteen later, yeah? Carpenter, you ready for something to eat? None good for now. Gotta get this down to the greenhouse. <sighs> you seem Paige today. I think she's sleeping in. Fair enough. been happening ever since. Ever since the war started, to be honest. Some shipping company gets a government contract to send military supplies up north, but between the hungering winds, the missile strikes from across the channel, and our own saints that have broken loose, their drivers don't want to come up here. So they dump it by the roadside, and then they say they delivered it, and take their money. Nearly everything we've built here, we've had to scavenge. We found these beers on the back of a lorry three weeks back. Stale as hell. Go on, what were you saying? Well, uh, I guess the issue there is, what do we do when the war ends? What's the plan? Is there a plan? I hope so. Anyway, uh, we got the beers off the truck and Dan says, alcohol is an abomination unto our god. And the root keeper, he says, Dan, what are you talking about? I co-created our god. There's nothing about that in the scriptures. Dan says, alcoholism is a form of self-abuse. It stands to reason that the wound tree wouldn't allow it.
tree. So, what do you think about all this anyway? A world without sacrifice. A world where gods are left to starve. Thoughts? Approve, disapprove? Of course you don't take them when they're breathing, so maybe you think this won't affect you. The way you led me here, maiden. Is this your plan to kill off the competition? Well, it's a good plan if it is. I would have gone south. You know that, don't you? Given the choice and nowhere else to turn, I'd have headed south. To a garden on the cliffs. And an old friend who's waiting for me. But you just kept on leading me north. And there had to be a reason for that, didn't there? A quick death, a long sleep, that's what I expected. I told you I was ready for it. And now you've led me to these people, these fucking people. These desperate Foolish people and one old friend. Lifting their voices in song against the world. Setting out in their coracles against a dark and unforgiving tide. And I like them. I like that they're making the attempt. I think I'd like to help them, if I can. There's work to be done here. There's good work. And before it's done, there'll be corpses to bury, and that's work for the both of us. There's a reason here. To keep on living for as long as I can, and again. You led me to this place. So. Why are you still watching me, maiden? Why are you still there, lingering in the doorway with your veiled head bowed and your bony fingers dancing upon the frame? Acantha said in time, I wouldn't be frightened at the sight of you, and that just isn't true at all. You're still frightening me, maiden. Because there's work to be done, and yet you keep on getting closer. It isn't the moment to draw back your hand. I can be useful here. I'm an empty fucking vessel and I can feel the cracks spreading up my sides and every part of me hurts and is begging for release, but I can still be useful. You didn't leave me here just to take away the opportunity. No, not tonight. Let me die useful.
there in the hatchery! We need help! Hayward, what's... Remember your masks! Masks and suits! Come on now, let's go! All hands! Rootkeeper! Rootkeeper! Damn. What the hell happened? We were keeping vigil before the house of the widow rootkeeper when we beheld an extraordinary revelation. The sky ablaze with god rockets in flight, missiles bearing a bloody message to the oppressors of the peninsula from the oppressors of the Linger Straits. Damn. Let our foes destroy one another, I prayed. Let nation cleanse Damn. nation, that a better world may be born in their mutual ruin. Damn! Most of them were falling far to the east, we saw, but one seemed to turn and twist in our direction. Alice! A burning white star that grew larger and larger, as if the carrion gods themselves had burned. What the hell's going on? Direct hit on the southern side of the hatchery, Rootkeeper. The upper floors have halfway caved in, everything's ablaze. It's a god rocket for certain, but it's intact, hasn't opened, and I don't think the saint's woken up. You're sure? We're all still ourselves, aren't we? Fair point. Anyone still in the hatchery? Elgin, Seb, and Ryman, we think, all unaccounted for. What the hell's Elgin doing in there? She's off Rhoda! She couldn't sleep in the bunk room, so I made up a bed for her there. Safest place, I thought. God, let me go into the flames, Rootkeeper. Let me pit the wound tree's strength against this foreign interloper. Dan! Dan, I need you to head for the comm station. Get some interference playing on the speakers, loud as you can manage. We need to be ready in case the saint wakes up. I can play anything I like. Damn! On it, Rootkeeper! Hayward! What can I do? There's a couple of pressure hoses in the storage hall. We're gonna reel them out, draw from the water tower to put out the fire. Once we know the saint's not waking up, then we can go in and look for survivors. Not before. Carpenter, you go with Alice, organize a perimeter around the fire, assign bucket chains from the canal while I get the hoses. The canal's nearly dried out, Rootkeeper. So you'll do everything you possibly can with what we have. Make sure everyone keeps their distance until I get back with the hoses. Limit any exposure to the flames. Rotate people in and out. We need guns. We need ear protectors. Be quick. I was asleep. Why are they outside? It was not safe. There's a fire in the hatchery. Rocket strike from over the channel. 
This is it, isn't it? What are you talking about? It's the reckoning. Just a fire page. Come on, let's get you some help. Carpenter, I th think it's a sky god. Everyone get back! What are you staring at? Don't look at it! Don't listen to it! Hold on to something! Tie yourself down if you have to! Worthy anthem for the wound tree. Yes, yes. Let the vales and hills sing out in exultation. Music, Dan. 
There, there were seven other rockets. Uh, all of them landed in or around a military base of the east. One of them must have veered off course. As far as anyone knows, this town's abandoned. It's off border. On paper, we should have been safer here than anywhere. We got unlucky. That's all. We lost... Elgin, what are you... What are you doing? You ought to be in bed. I couldn't stay idle, Rootkeeper. Not when there's so much work to be done. Do you mind if I join the meeting? Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, take a seat. So, uh, losses... Alice, Raimon, Seb, Wesley, Harold, Gavin, Owale, Mark, Edison. Plus all of the chickens, three goats, two sheep. We've also lost the hatchery itself, the unspoiled grain, the greenhouse and associated equipment, and everything we were growing inside. Yeah. We got really fucking unlucky. There's an equipment and egress request coming in today from a few folks who are hoping to form a search party to find the dead. They shouldn't have come to you with them. You're meant to be resting. We don't know what's happened to the bodies. Whether they just keep on going up, or if they've come down somewhere in the countryside. So the aim is to locate our people, and bury them if possible. They're aware of the risks, but this is important to them. Sure, Elgin. I think that should be fine. All right, so we can... Uh... There's also been a call for a vote. Go on. We're in a difficult position. We all know that. Hiding out here at the Grace was the right thing to do. For a time. It's kept us safe from the law. But it's not sustainable. This isn't a place for the living. And the Lingers are going to keep shelling up and down the length of the coast. They might not be aiming for us, but we're still exposed out here. We've been excavating, Elgin. You know that. We've made good progress. If we can get underground, we'll be protected. <laughs> yes, we've been excavating. Digging into poisoned soil, breathing in haunted air. Do you really think we can go on like this, Widow? North is the sea channel. West is the polluted lands. So the proposal is that we send the scouts back south, through the hills, sticking close to the border. See if we can find a place of refuge. <laughs> but there's nowhere, Elgin. We already tried this. Nowhere that's safe, and hidden, and undiscovered, and big enough for 60 people or more. Every inch of this country is claimed by people, or it's been broken by gods. We know that, Widow. We don't want to find an undiscovered place. The proposal is that we find a hidden sanctuary close to the water's edge. Somewhere that's still active, still lived in. Some sects of the Trawler Man are out this way, we know, but there are gods of stone and earth lurking in the hills. Entire false faith communities in the deep caves. Once we find somewhere suitable, we empty it out, then we occupy it. A couple of our wounded saints could clear out an entire village. We could find an entire new home for our movement and lose fewer than we did tonight. Our god is powerful. And our people aren't afraid. Did the idea of this vote come from you, Elgin? Yes. I'm sorry. You don't need to be sorry. Elgin, you do understand that if we find some... some hidden community and we purge it... If we hallow our people and murder theirs to give ourselves a home, we'll be the very worst of hypocrites. 
You do understand that we'll be no better than- If I can be honest with you, Widow, I don't think our people care about any of that. If the choice you're giving us is between absolute ethical purity and a chance at lasting out beyond the winter, then you're going to be left alone to die with all of your purity and nothing else. If there's a hypocrisy that troubles our people, it isn't that. It's that we've put our lives in the hands of someone who's ready to give up on us. Now wait... Our widow of wounds from across the border spends more time drinking our vodka supply into thin air than she does at our morning prayers or our meetings. She tells us our God has no revelations to share with us. Our God isn't speaking to her. Despite that, she doesn't have to sleep in the bunk room. She gets the comfort of her own private house where she's free to sleep late and hide away all day and all night from the rest of us. And she can act like she isn't a part of this community. She isn't on the work rotas, and all she contributes is sullen glares and objections, and moral boundary lines she draws up then tells us we aren't allowed to cross. There's an empty hollow in the heart of our movement, and right now that's what's likely to ruin us. That's, um... Well, that... That's fair. You know? That's all... Pretty fair. No, no, it isn't. And Elgin, you are free to criticize the choices we make, but don't you dare. Don't you dare pretend you know what Paige has to deal with. Yeah, she sleeps alone. Yeah, we keep her off the rotas. We agreed on that right from the start. She gets her own bunk room, and she stays apart from the rest of us because we still don't know if we've got this god under control. And the fucking thing is living under her skin. It's not for comfort. It's to keep the rest of us safe. Well... Your disciples believe in this cause, Widow. We're not afraid of the God you've raised, and we're not ashamed of it either. We bear its brand upon our backs out of choice. We don't need to be kept safe from it. You're the only one we're likely to lose faith in. All of us are prepared to do whatever we have to to keep the torch aflame. And the fire is dying out here, in your hands, while you guard it from the rest of us. So, we're calling for a vote. I should let you discuss it between yourselves. No, you... You can say, Elgin, we really don't want to hide anything from you. I think it's better, Root Keeper, if I leave you to it. Please excuse me. About the last thing Alice ever said to me was that we needed to learn to compromise if we wanted to survive. She'd lost patience with me too. So, look, Hayward, I'm not going to be difficult about this. If you think this is the decision we need to make, we'll make it. I'll play along. No decisions today, from any of us. We're all exhausted. We're all hurting. We're not in a position to be clear-headed. I'll go speak to Elgin. She's not as meek as she looks, your girl. 
she's not meek at all. Elgin grew up in an artist's colony out east. Nobody seemed to know whose child she was, but from the earliest moment she could remember, they'd made her their muse. They fed her psychotropics, kept her doped up so she could be the ecstatic voice of their gods of invention and inspiration. And they'd take the stammering, babbling words she spoke and turn that into paintings they could sell by the roadside. When they needed her to sober up, they'd lock her in the basement. When she got older, she grew numb to the psychotropics, and she started learning how to fake it. She'd pretend to pass out in the center of the studio, and then she'd listen to them talk. One night, they propped her up in the corner and stayed up until the morning drinking. When dawn came and they were all fast asleep, Elgin got up, took a knife from the kitchen, and went around the room slitting throats before she called the police. (laughs) She should have been a poster child for your government, really. An innocent victim of the monstrous false faiths. But they arrested her and charged her with multiple homicide because I guess they needed bodies more than anything. Or maybe one of the artists was beloved by someone who matters. Three weeks later, we showed up and we freed her. She told Hayward all of that. She'd never have confided in me. She really seems to hate me. Carpenter, uh, how... How did you know where to find her? I could see her. She was standing in the flames. You could see Elgin standing in the flames? Precisely. Hayward wants me to talk to you about something. He's got a plan. And he hopes you'll be receptive to it if it's coming from me because he agrees that we need to find a way forward. And right now it seems like all we've got before us are hard choices. Go on. He wants to head into Glottage for a few weeks. Make a base camp there, some kind of hideout we can safely use in future. Get a sense of how people are talking about us. Then he wants to try and make contact with an adjudicator. The one who's been speaking up for us on the radio. Shrew. See if we can win them over to our cause. See if they'd be willing to help us out. Maybe that'll give us opportunities we aren't seeing. Maybe it'll help us spread. We can't even feed ourselves out here from one day to the next. And he wants to roll the dice on that? I think that's why he wants to do it. Before the herd choices get any harder. So the flame doesn't die out here alone. I'm willing to go with him, if that helps. Keep an eye on him for you. Keep him safe. Get the job done for us. I... I want to go with him. Make myself useful to y'all. Pitch in where I can. So, you think it's a good plan? I think people need to see that we have a plan. They need to know there's a way forward that doesn't involve butchering a bunch of hermits in their caves downriver. (sighs) 
We, 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 we. You, you keep saying us and we, Carpenter. Have we really converted you so quickly? You don't need to go with him or stay with me. I hope you know that. You don't have an obligation to me. Ah, why wouldn't I want to help? But you've got other places to be. Right now they matter less. No, but... I've got nowhere else to be. Nowhere that matters. This is where I need to be. You're... Someone I've held in my heart for a long time now, Carpenter. I think back to our road trip upriver, and it's how this all began, really. A lot has happened to me since then. And at times when I've felt lost, I've tried to hold on to the memory of this strange, brave, unstoppable woman. Relentless as the tide. Exactly the sort of person I needed to be if I wanted to survive all of this. That image of you, it's been a good example to me, I guess. And now you've come back to me, which I have to take as something meaningful. And suddenly I'm wondering if I was remembering you wrong. You're... Yeah, starving and filthy. I know it. A few more gray hairs, a few less teeth. That's not what I'm talking about, Carpenter. You've only just gotten here. You still haven't recovered. And already you're pitching in with the work rotation, and you're dashing into burning buildings and putting yourself in harm's way for the sake of the rest of us. And you're talking about we and us like you were born into this. It's like you don't know how to stop. Thank you. I'm not sure it was a compliment. Do you remember what we said to each other before we parted? Yes. May you find your peace on a lonely road. May your peace walk on with you for a while. Yes. Has it? Can it? I can tell there's something wrong. You keep looking off to one side, Carpenter. Your gaze keeps on wandering to the doors and windows, like you're watching for something. And you keep muttering under your breath, but I don't think you're talking to yourself. Are you? I'm so truly glad and grateful that you're here. But the more I see of you, the more I worry about you. Sorry to be the cause of that. But I'm really not looking for your worry, Paige. I'm looking to help you, however I can, for as long as I can. And I think maybe, maybe you should concern yourself with the dark bags under your own eyes before worrying about mine. I didn't mean Because to... I can see you, you know, as you claim to see me. You're just as tired as I am. 
just as frightened. You're carrying just as much weight on your shoulders, and maybe more. And it's a weight that's starting to break apart the thing you're building here. But you can't stop either. Can you? Hmm? So, let's just admit that to each other. Nobody's pulling anyone else to safety out here. No one's in the lifeboat. All of us are drowning. And there's no peace any of us have found. So why pretend you can help me by worrying about me? Why waste our time? Let's at least be polite about it. We can still find a little comfort in each other's company. We can keep on smiling and waving to each other as we both go down. Isn't that better than sitting me down and telling me that there's something wrong with me? I worded it that badly. No, you said it well. I'm not unstoppable, Paige. Nobody is. There's one very hard full stop and it's coming for me fast. And I can feel the wind of its passage in my face. So I just want to help you. However I can. While I still can. Can't you at least give me the dignity of that? Jeep's just about loaded. You sure you'll be okay while we're gone? Of course I will be. These are our people. There's no place in the world I'd rather be. Scouts head south tomorrow morning. Maybe we'll get lucky and find somewhere we've missed another safe refuge. I'll do my best to keep us all from killing each other in the meantime. You'll take good care of them. I'll try and live up to your example. Oh, and, uh, I wanted to ask, what kind of music does she like? (laughs) A carpenter? I have absolutely no idea what kind of music she likes. You could ask her. No, no, I know. Uh, But I thought it'd be kind of cool if, you know, when she gets in the car and I turn the radio on and straight away, it's something she... (laughs) Doesn't matter. Uh, You know what? It doesn't matter. Hayward. Hmm? Something's going on with her. And she won't tell me what. What do you mean? Um, Just... Be careful, please. I think that's all I'm trying to say. A god must feed. Anything bad happens to me out there, I'll make him pay for it. That doesn't make it any better. You do understand that doesn't make it better, don't you? Nothing's gonna happen to me. Don't worry. We'll make contact with the adjudicator carefully without putting ourselves in harm's way. Then we'll come straight back. I know the city. Carpenter knows the world. We're as safe as can be. Find Shrew. See if they're willing to help us. Come straight back. Please. I'll be back here again, infuriating you endlessly before you know it. Hey, something to think about when I'm gone. What's the opposite of a sacrifice? Uh, what? What's the opposite of a sacrifice? Can't wait to hear your answer. <laughs> All right, next stop, Glutterch. 
I don't know if you're capable of watching over them on the road ahead. I don't know if you have any kind of protection to offer. I don't know if you can do anything other than feed. But if they die out there, my godchild, if you allow harm to fall upon them, I'll take this crib we've built for you, and I'll burn it. I'll murder every worshiper here with straining sinew, and as their bodies burst open to take their vengeance against me, we'll all conjoin a great shapeless black tree, your final offering. And the reckoning won't be just ours, but yours as well. Because when we are dead and gone, you will starve and you will fade. That is the only prayer I'm willing to give you now. So keep them safe, you fucking thing. You keep them safe. <sighs>